you are listening to Speaking with One Voice with Pastor Rodney Payne. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at o-n-e-v-o-i-c-e-i-n-c dot o-r-g. Or you can simply search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast, Speaking with One Voice. Hi, I am Pastor Rodney Payne. I'm your host for today, and I am so excited about what God is doing uh, with this podcast. First, let me thank you so much for uh, your subscribing, for your sharing, and and I would also ask that you rate the podcast. We'd, we'd like to continue to grow this uh, as a medium for us to deliver uh, good content to you on a regular basis knowing that we deliver content from uh, marriage perspective, leadership perspective, faith, uh, wisdom, practical living. And so I thank you for subscribing to Speaking with One Voice. Uh, Also, I want to thank you for uh, your support of our most recent book release, uh, 90 Days of Believing God, the devotional and journal. Uh, You can pick that up at onevoiceinc.org, www.one. V-O-I-C-E-I-N-C dot O-R-G, and you can get that for $15. It's also available on ebook on all of your major platforms, on Amazon.com. It's on it's the Kindle, it's iBooks. You can get the devotional. I want to get that in your hands. Uh, it's a great opportunity for you to grow and take yourself to the next level in your personal faith. And then finally, this is the uh, last broadcast before our upcoming annual marriage retreat that will be held at Romano's State Lodge here in Oklahoma, April 4th through the 6th. We just have a couple of spots left. It's 200, I'm sorry, $350 uh, per couple, $350 per couple. I've got a couple of spots left. You can also go to our website uh, at onevoiceinc.org and you can also uh, register there for this event. So uh, with that, again, thank you so much for your continued support of what we do. Um, and remember, on this broadcast, if you'd like to be a guest, reach out to us at rpain at onevoiceinc.org, uh, or you can email us uh, there at that address, or, or simply if you have a topic you'd like to share, uh, hear me speak on, uh, send the topic in. Uh, we love to have suggestions and giving you relevant information. Well, let's jump into the broadcast today. Today, I, I want to use for a topic, really a question for you. And the question is, are you doing too much? Are you doing too much? Uh, in this day and age, we have so many people with so many goals and dreams and and purpose and destiny and, and everything is always moving and building entrepreneurship and, and building relationships. And, and it seems like People are running 24-7 trying to keep up with your multiple social media posts, uh, trying to have multiple streams of income and doing all these things in multiple numbers and multipliers. But my question today is, are you doing too much? Sometimes we, we can get so motivated to move and to go into a certain direction that our plate becomes overwhelming. So as you ponder this question, are you doing too much today? I just want you to kind of do a couple of practical things for me. So um, at the conclusion of your listening to this broadcast, I want you to take out a pen and, and get one of your journals. I want you to jot down 
everything that you do and look at what consumes your time. So uh, the first place you want to start with that would be on your calendar. Go look at your calendar and print it out. But then I want you to take time to capture the things that don't make it to the calendar but require your time. So although you may have an interview from 2.30 to 3, uh, how much time do you spend prepping for that interview? Or you may be going to this place to to set up and sell your goods here. Or you may be on your full-time job here. You may be on your part-time or your hustle job there. I want you to to make sure that you write down every single thing that you are doing and let's let's really assess are we doing too much uh, i i know that that when you begin if you're like me uh, my schedule does not sound bad to me uh when i live it but when i speak it it becomes overwhelming so in other words i'm not concerned about how busy i am until you ask me what i'm doing and i begin to list off the number of things that i'm doing uh, then it gets a bit overwhelming because i didn't realize it took that much of my time uh, so in an effort to help us to get to a place uh, where we are balanced and managing life well, I, I wanted to come to us with this particular topic today, are you doing too much? So so really, uh, the goal is, am I too busy? Uh, how can I get my dreams unless I work so hard? What what has to happen for me to, to, to make it to the next level? Uh, how do some people seem to be able to wear it so well and, and, and publicly it looks like everything is well? Um, many of us look at situations from the outside, not knowing what the inside looks like. And if you only knew the price that families had to pay for someone to be great, maybe you might not desire greatness. So so we look at, are you doing too much? There's three areas I want to talk about today and try to help us get some practicality in our lives. And so I'm going to be talking about our passion, our purpose, and our productivity. Our passion, our, our purpose, and our productivity. Uh, so when we talk about this word passion, uh, what I think about when I think of passion is, is I think of a burning desire, a fuel that feeds me, a fuel that motivates and, and moves me. And, and passion is, is not passion without something to attach itself to. So, so I'm passionately in love, but I'm passionately in love not with just love. I'm passionately in love with my wife. Um, I'm passionate about uh, my calling on my life and the gifts of God in my life. I'm passionate about those things. I'm passionate about my family. I'm passionate about my children. I'm passionate about uh, my, my, my leadership. So there are many things I'm passionate about, but passion has to have something attached to it. So when you look at your passion to, to reach your dreams, your passion to, to go, go manifest your destiny, your passion to do these things, this is the burning fire that starts uh, on the inside of you. Now, what I was told as a young boy, uh, an old proverb, was that you can't burn the candle at both ends. And that's a visual picture for me that, that when I look at a, a candle that is lit, I see a flame. And if I see it on both ends, that means that eventually this candle will burn out because it's going to eat up all the wick and wax until it comes together. But if I have another process where I have a candle burning only on one end, I can stabilize that candle. 
on, on a foundation and then attach it to more wax and keep it burning. So, so we have to understand you cannot have your passion burning on both ends or you will soon run out of flame. So, so when you look at passion, let's talk about uh, levels of passion or truly identifying passion. So when we look to identify passion, there are things that I like, that I enjoy but that I'm not necessarily passionate about. So I have to be careful not to give passion status to a pastime, a passion status to something I enjoy, but I'm not passionate about. So many times that's where hobbies come in. There are things that I do that are hobbies that, that I enjoy, but I wouldn't say I'm passionate about. So for me, I can tell you, I really, really enjoy playing golf. I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the camaraderie. I enjoy the fellowship. I enjoy the process and the competitiveness of, of it, but, but I'm not passionate about it because I can put golf down if necessary. Now, uh, something in a hobby state that I'm more passionate about is I'm more passionate about OU football. Now, I, I must admit, I, I love my Sooners and I enjoy it. I go to every home game and I literally work my schedule around these five or six Saturdays that I get to go to Norman, Oklahoma and be one of 85 plus thousand people screaming for my team. Uh, so there's a certain level of passion that goes with that. But in the event that my ministry co comes, my passion or burning desire to do ministry is greater than my passion for the sooner. So, so we have to decide how uh, to leverage and how to identify and how to properly uh, assign passion to what we're doing. So as you look at how you live your life and, and what you go through, uh, what really drives you? Many of us are looking uh, to find a way to make money or to be successful, but we overlook the significance of passion because many people have wonderful jobs or careers that pay great money, but they live unfulfilled lives because they're simply just not passionate about what they do. And money, although it can be a motivator for comfort, it cannot make you happy. Uh, the, the Bible says that for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So when you make money your passion, it simply can't. You, you, what I found out is that you can't make enough. At least not in, I haven't yet. I'm sure Warren Buffett has made enough uh, or Bill Gates, they've made enough. But the average person has not made enough money. So we can't have money satisfy us. So while we may enjoy uh, financial stability, we may enjoy financial peace. Uh, if, we're, if money is our motivation for our passion, then what happens is we will, we will not have good morals or good value because we'll step over people or do whatever we need to do just to make some money. So make sure that you take some time and really deal with this thing we call passion and, and make sure that, that, that what you're burning for, that what you're desiring uh, is pure at, at, at its intent for your purpose, for your life, for your living and, and helping you to reach your goals and your dreams and make sure that you, that you uh, avoid things that don't fall into your passion zone. So although you may be very good at many, many things, when you begin to add things you're good at to things you're passionate about, then your passion begins to suffer because you're giving attention to that something that you're good at. Just because you're good at it doesn't necessarily mean you should be doing it. Um, so let's move on. Uh, we've talked about passion just a little bit. Let's, let's talk about purpose. Purpose uh, is, is my why. Uh, purpose is, is, is my why. So when I think about um, E.T., Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher, he, he, he talks about what is your why? Why are you here? 
And I think many people, when looking for a why, we try to develop a why that we think is sexy or attractive or has appeal, but it's not necessarily your why. I think when you find out what your real purpose is, then your purpose will serve as your motivation. So first, I have to properly identify my purpose, and then it motivates me. So when I look at my purpose, uh, I, I have a, a couple of things that, that just work for me. And, and I believe that my, my purpose here on this planet is to equip people to experience the power of God every day in every area of their life. Um, that, that's my purpose. Um, I, I'm passionate about that. And then I believe that, that first and foremost, I, I have a family and, and they serve as my purpose. So, so I want to be all that I can in developing people to experience God's power every day in every area so that my family can have what they need. So, so my, so my, I'm passionate about my family and I'm passionate about my purpose. So therefore I'm motivated to, to get better. So, so what I can tell you is that once you identify your purpose, that is simply step one. You're going to have to make it your purpose, make it, make your purpose a priority. In other words, what I'm saying is, is you have to make sure that, that your purpose, your why becomes a priority. And if you want to know what I'm saying, think about how much time as you write down everything you do on this calendar and everything that you do on that list I ask you to write, I want you to look at how much time, energy, uh, and money or resource do you put into the development of your purpose? Most of us want to live our purpose or play the game of life. Most don't want to prepare for their purpose. Um, so I'm thinking about Allen Iverson uh, when he had Larry Brown as his coach and, and he was being interviewed. He was at the press conference and the, the reporter was asking him about practice because he got in trouble for missing practice. And Allen Iverson basically said, you, you want to talk to me about practice? You want to talk to me about practice? Now, what Allen he didn't like the process of practice as a structured event, but he loved basketball. So he played basketball all the time. And that really is really a form of investing in his craft. He just didn't want the structure. And so uh, obviously, as you know, Alan's story, uh, his problem became structure, not practice. It became structure. And so if you're unwilling to invest or put some structure around your purpose, you will always find yourself underachieving and frustrated and feel like you've missed the mark. So uh, you've got to understand and, and identify what your purpose is. You will be passionate about it, and that will cause you to get up early or to stay up late. It'll cause you to work a part-time job to facilitate a training trip. It'll cause you to go back to school and get that extra education. It'll cause you to go to networking events, and it'll cause you to read all successful people read. I want you to know that all successful people, one thing they have in common is they all read. They all take in information. So if you have identified your purpose, but you're not investing in your purpose, your purpose will be an, un, uh, an under uh, undervalued, under uh, a non-rewarding uh, experience. It, it'll be, you, you'll find purpose uh, become frustrating because you didn't invest in the development and, and perfection of your purpose. And so um, I, I often think about if, if I knew at 18 what I know now, if I had the same amount of wisdom that I, that I have now at 18. Now, I'm not saying I've reached the pinnacle of wisdom. I'm, I'm certainly letting you know that I have a lot of room to grow. But if I had what I have now, it's, it's a quantum leap from where I was at 18. If I had it at 18 and applied it, where would I be today? 
And so that's one reason I've de devoted my life to to helping others to get better. Uh, that's really what I want to do. I want to influence you uh, to get better. I, I want to help you to grow. And so when you identify your purpose, you must invest in your purpose. It's critical. You've got to take the time, the energy, the money. Uh, you know, uh, you've got to really own your development and become better at what you do. Now, the good news is many of us spend time in school and in programs and in growth initiatives and models that are not attached to our purpose or our passion. So our development is a painful process because it's not where we'd like to be developed anyway. So when your development is attached to your purpose, it's easier for you to do. It's easy. So, so for me, I, I work, I go to conferences, I work on things that help me to be a better speaker, to be a better, better leader, a better trainer, a better coach. Well, it's easier for me to absorb those things because I'm very passionate about those things. Now, if you tell me that you want me to take a science course or something, and I understand that's, that's just not my thing, right? So when, I, when I'm trying to get better, I want to make sure that I invest in my, my purpose. So, so passion, it burns on the inside. It's a flame on the inside of you. Purpose, it motivates you. It gives you a why to get up and go be your best that you want to invest in that. And then finally, the last measuring stick is, is productivity. Productivity. Um, we must understand that, that if we're going to really get there and, and, and really we're trying to figure out if we're doing too much, uh, we've got to have productivity. Uh, productivity, it shapes my reality. It shapes my reality. So in other words, uh, if I desire to be a millionaire, but I make no money, I'm unproductive. My reality is I'm not a millionaire and I never will be. But but my, my productivity is what shapes my reality. And so uh, what I found is I want to do a comparison contrast real quickly to help us understand, uh, are we doing too much? Many of us are so busy, we can't see straight. But busyness does not equal productivity. When you find yourself doing the wrong things, it takes the same amount of energy to do the wrong thing as it does the right thing, but it takes time away from your purpose and from your passion. So when we look at this thing from a being productive perspective, we look at this thing from, from really making things happen, we've got to make sure we're not just busy. Uh, we, we don't want to be at a desk. If I can get you to picture with me sitting behind your desk at work and you've got your favorite playlist going in the background, you've got your coffee, you've got your green tea sitting on the desk and you have a stack of papers that's about, oh, I don't know, so let's say 18 inches high on your left. And you take that those papers and you look at each one of them and then you put them in a stack on the right. And at the end of the day, you've moved a stack of papers from the left side of your desk to the right side of your desk. And you've been busy all day, but have you been productive? Productive would be to take that same stack of papers, file, dis, uh, discard, remove, uh, put next steps on them, and, and move the needle forward. So in productivity, is we, we've got to move that needle. So just because you're out doing things, it's kind of like if you're going to four networking events a week, but you're not getting any business cards or making any phone calls or any follow-up. Yes, you've been busy, but you've not been productive. So I need for us to get an understanding that Productivity is critical because it shapes my reality. My passion should, should, should burn inside of me for my purpose. My purpose will be my motivation to go get it done. And productivity is the output of being productive over busy. So I'm really not trying to be busy. I'm trying to be effective. So as you write that list down, 
of everything you do. I want you to rate on that list. Um, is this busy work or is this productive work? Is this moving the needle forward or is it not? And anything you find is not productive, it's just busy. The next question is, is this busy work a necessity for my function? If it's not a necessity, we've got to get rid of it. If it's necessary, we have to become more efficient because we only have 24 hours in a day, 365 days in a year, 366 in a leap year. That's all we get. And, and I had a very good friend of mine. Uh, his, his name is Arthur Campbell. He, I was complaining about how much I had to do on my schedule. And he said, listen, the Lord made the day. He made the number of hours in the day. He, he, he allowed you the privilege to fill it up how you wanted to. So if you've got too much going on in your day or you're too busy, that's your fault for how you put yourself out there. So what I'm saying is take control of your day. Take control of your day and get yourself together. And when you say, are you doing too much? Hopefully this little formula of dealing with your passion, your purpose, and your productivity will help you to do the right thing and to get better. Go be productive. Thank you so much for listening on today. Be sure. Share this podcast. I want you to subscribe to it. I want you to tell others about it. And, and let's continue to get better on Speaking With One Voice. Bless you. Make it an awesome day. You've been listening to Speaking With One Voice. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Pastor Rodney Payne, on Twitter at Pastor R. Payne, and Pastor Rodney Payne on Facebook. Remember to hashtag Speaking With One Voice on any of your posts. We appreciate you liking and sharing this podcast to help us grow this opportunity. Thank you so much and make it a great day.